Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Michelle Kwan. In 1996, the world was in the midst of a massive cultural movement that saw women finally taking center stage. Nowhere was this shift more apparent than at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. This audience was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. The noise, everybody's cheering, and we see all these USA flags. It was the most important summer in women's sports history. And team after team after team, the U.S. women kept winning. Basketball, soccer, softball, gymnastics. I just said, give me mine. Like, give me mine. Join me for Dear Media's Summer of Gold, presented by Together. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Okay, you guys, this week has been fucking crazy. Hey, remember when news was slow? That's funny. <laughs> remember it? Because it's no fucking longer slow. Well, uh, biggest news is that Courtney and Travis flew again. He flew again. Can you believe that? Um, not flying for 13 years, being in the deadly plane crash where only you survive. And then, uh, you know, taking ships all around Europe when you're touring with your, ba- your band, but then meeting the love of your life, Courtney Kardashian and I mean, he said a few months ago, he tweeted, I know I'm going to fly again. I think I might fly again soon. And we all knew that he would do it for court. He would do it for love. And also that you know, between you and I, between you guys and I, we know that Courtney can't survive and fucking go into Palm Springs every weekend. Like this bitch needs to go abroad and she ain't shipping it. So they did a Cabo thing with Chris and Corey, but now they flew to Italy. And obviously we saw pictures all over of them. We saw them making out everywhere, you know, almost to the point that I'm like, court, like, must you sit on him at the Dolce Gabbana fashion show? Like, can you sit on at your own seat? And like, are you guys still that obsessed with each other that you're making out at every given moment? But yeah, they are you guys. It's fucking for real. It's Kravis for life. And we're all fucking loving it. But there is one person who's not loving it. Well, maybe more than one. But 
fucking crazy, you guys. Eunice Benjamin, who dated Court, he was linked to her for like a few years, actually. Um, and also it was very widely known that the family, um, including Scott, don't like him. They even discussed it at the Keeping Up uh, reunion with Andy Cohen. They were like, the last guy he was toxic. He was this. Nobody liked him. This was at the reunion when Scott actually said like, when Andy was like, does it bother you when you see court with other guys? And he was like, no, I just want to kill them. Like he literally said that also, mind you, while he was dating Amelia. So like, how can girls be with him when they know how still hooked he is on his fucking ex, who's the mother of his children is also has happens to be the hottest woman alive. But anyway, so they're in Italy. They go to the Dolce & Gabbana show. Super hot, super hot and heavy, looking good. Prada sunglasses. They share them. Gondolas all day making out. Um, him with his head in her ass, like all this shit, right? Eunice Benjamin posts a DM from Scott, okay, that says, well, Scott DM'd a picture of Courtney and Travis on a boat making out, and he wrote to Eunice, yo, is this chick okay? Bro, like, what is this in the middle of Italy? Eunice answers, doesn't matter to me as long as she's happy. P.S. I ain't your bro. You guys fucking wild. I didn't have air to breathe when I saw this. So Eunice posted this to his story and wrote, keep the same energy you had about me publicly, privately. Meaning if you're going to talk shit about me and make it known that you don't like me, don't try to DM me to talk about your baby mama. So let's divide this up to how I was feeling throughout the day when I found this out. When I woke up, I was like, Obviously, gas, blah, 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 can breathe, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, oh my God, I feel bad for Scott. He was outed. How is he dealing right now? How is his mental health? Like, oh my God, he's so in love with Courtney. It's so hard for him to see. He just wanted to commiserate with somebody who gets it, which is an ex, you know? Like, I get it, like, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, it's fucked up of Eunice to post it. Like, why would he out him like that? Like, have some respect, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, wait. It's actually so fucked up of Scott. Like, why is where does he get off being so entitled? He fucking cheated on Courtney publicly, you know, and who is he to fucking try to talk about what she's doing with her boyfriend? She is doing nothing wrong. And doesn't he have friends to talk shit about like to talk shit with? You're going to reach out to her ex-boyfriend and try to get him to like talk shit about the mother of your children. Also, are you going to call the mother of your children? this chick. So all of that just made me all of a sudden realize that I'm pissed. And of course, there is a part of me that feels bad for Scott. And that is because we know that he's in love with her and that he always will be. So we feel bad. Right. But but also like that's just fucked up. But I think the part of me that saw it as human nature is like when you're going through something and you want to talk to somebody who could be somebody that would get exactly what you're going through. Like if you want to complain about an algebra test, you'll talk to somebody who took the same algebra test. You know what I mean? Like if I want to complain about my mom, I'll call one of my sisters. You know what I mean? If I want to, you know, complain about the fact that I ate too much, I'll complain to somebody who I know ate too much last night. I won't complain to my, you know, skinny friend who, you know, doesn't eat dinner. So you get what I'm saying. But and then to have that outed, you know what I mean? Like, if anything, Eunice could have fucking said, fuck off. But no, he also posted it. So Scott looks like a fucking loser. Needless to say, he's getting shit probably not only from court, from the whole Kardashian Jenner family and probably from his girlfriend, who, again, looks looks like a fucking idiot. But I think the biggest bottom line is the fact that where does he have the nerve to do that, especially since he fucking publicly cheated on her 
in the middle of France with Chloe Bartoli, if you guys remember that in 2015. And that's only something we know about and saw. But that's not even the point. It's none of your business what what Courtney's doing. Like she's not she's your baby mama. Like she don't owe you shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, the fact that you're going to try to talk shit with her ex-boyfriend that you hate. So that's why Eunice is like, you're going to try to talk shit with me like you hate me. You talk shit about me. It's anyway, it's so fucked up. But I think it's just, you know, human nature for us to kind of feel bad just because we know that he's so in love with her. So we feel bad. What's so wild about this whole story is so many things. The fact that Eunice posted a story of him running at the same place that Courtney posted from in Paris on the same fucking day, you guys. I mean, it is just wild. In other news, even though that is fucking huge and I could talk about it all day. Can you guys believe that Britney Spears' dad is trying to extort her for $2 million before stepping down as her conservator? Her lawyer, Rosengart, is literally, we saw court documents of him saying that Jamie Spears is trying to get $2 million to step down as her conservator. Like, are you dead? Like, that's legit extortion. And that's what uh, Britney's lawyer is trying to accuse him of. He writes, the status quo is no longer tolerable and Britney Spears will not be extorted. Rosengart wrote, Mr. Spears's blatant attempt to barter suspension and removal in exchange for approximately two million in payments on top of the millions already reaped from Mrs. Spears estate by Mr. Spears and his associates is a non-starter. Having finally acknowledged that it's his time that his time as a conservator should end, Mr. Spears is obligated to step down without condition and without seeking to extract anything further from his daughter. Yes, a fucking man. Thank God for Rosengart. Thank God that she's not with that Ingham anymore who never had her best fucking interests. Oh my God, don't fucking get me started. Oh my God, you guys, how cute are Zendaya and Tom Holland? It's, uh, it's Zendaya's birthday today as I'm recording and he just posted for her. My MJ have the happiest of birthdays. Give me a call when you're up. Yes. He spelled your wrong. He spelled it. Why? Oh, you are. But you know what? He's so cool that he didn't even go back to check. So he fucked up, but he doesn't care because he's not, you know, an Instagram influencer. Uh, but he is posting for his girlfriend. And it's so funny because I just posted this week. There was uh, a video on, on Twitter circulating, uh, of, their 2019 interview with Kimmel that Zendaya is like cracking up at everything Tom says. And it's like, and it said like, oh my God, our girl like has a major crush or whatever. And then Zendaya literally posted a day later, a gif of Ray Liotta like cracking up. So it's obviously in a reference to that other video going viral, which is funny. Coincidentally, the Ray Liotta cracking up gif was also used by Travis Barker standalone in his stories, probably in a response to the Eunice Benjama and Scott Disick shit. Courtney, aside from posting a Bible verse that I needed help with deciphering, had a Poosh article come out, still in love with someone who treated you like crap. If you're currently in the situation or have been in the past, you know how much it hurts. You're not only recovering from a broken heart, but also the mental damage your former partner left you with, i.e. Scott. We get it. If you're still in love with this person, so so most likely you let several red flags slide. You were blinded by love and made excuses that aren't in line with your better judgment, i.e. fucking Scott. 
So in the end, she says, I mean, the Pooja article says, you will come out on the other side and hopefully sooner rather than later, you'll see exactly why it wasn't meant to be and that you deserve so much more, i.e. Travis motherfucking Barker, you guys. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so fucking wild, this whole situation. And that just gets us to think, what is going to be on the Hulu show? Is all this going to be on the Hulu show? Is all this happening because of the Hulu show? I don't know. I don't think... I know that people love to say the devil works hard. Chris Jenner works harder. I don't think that she, you know, uses her family and would do anything, you know, that could affect them negatively. I think that they just have a lot of drama and that's why we are so laser focused on them for so many years. Um, in other Kardashian news, Kendall Jenner is taking on a new role within the fashion industry. She is now the creative director of a luxury retailer forward. Um, it's so funny because in her statement, she said, this position means an additional step in my journey with fashion where I can work with the brands and creative teams I've admired, blah, blah, blah. I see this as a great opportunity to put what I've learned to practice and most likely learn even more. Oh, most likely, Kendall. Oh, also, Matt James, you guys, is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Have you seen him TikTok? Then go look if you freaking haven't. No, he's not. He's not bad. What's so funny is that on his season, he was so boring. And when he tried to dance, it was so bad. But on Instagram, uh, it looks like he's so much fun and that he dances well. So it's just we missed him. We missed him on The Bachelor, even though him and Rachel are so cute. Uh, they're so in love. They're literally just eating their way through the U.S. And I just feel like he did such a smart job of navigating the world after The Bachelor. He's like, fuck Bachelor Nation. I'm going to where Kravis is going. I'm going to UFC fights. I'm fucking going to... I don't know. He's just he just did it really, really smart. His agent manager, whoever is leading the way is amazing. But mostly he needs to thank Tyler Cameron because holy fuck, what like he went from Tyler Cameron's bunk mate to fucking leading lead bachelor now dancing with the stars. Got a gorgeous girl. Wow. Uh, e News actually posted that Chris and Cavallari is dating Chase Rice. I know Chase, he's a country singer, but I know him because on Pilot Pete's season of The Bachelor, he showed up as like Victoria F's ex, if you guys remember. Anyway, Chris and Cavallari's picker is off because all I'm hearing about this fucking guy is that he sends dick pics to everyone in Nashville and that he fucking sucks. So I really hope this is fake news. Hillary Duff just posted today about her new show, How I Met Your Father. And when I tell you I got goosebumps, I'm watching younger right now. I know I'm 100 years late per you. So I am newly obsessed with her. Always loved her, but now I'm like so love her. So I'm so excited to see her in, in something else. I think she's so good and she's amazing. And I used to get that we looked like each other when um, that I looked like her back in Lizzie McGuire days. And that's a huge compliment. So I'll just keep on saying it to myself. Anyway, you guys, I'm having Jade Roper Talbert on the podcast. If you guys remember her, she's Jade from Jane and Tanner. She was on season two of Bachelor in Paradise where she met Tanner, got engaged to him. They're married. They have three babies and she's awesome. So enjoy this interview. Dear women everywhere, let's start a fashion revolution. Old Navy is changing the shopping game with bod equality. Body quality means size equality, price equality, and style for women everywhere. That's right. Old Navy is making every one of its styles in every size and with no difference in price because we deserve it. Have you ever seen something you loved and thought it was straight up rude that it wasn't made in your size? Old Navy heard you. Every one of their women's styles is now made in the full size range. 
You wanted clothes made to fit on real women's bodies and Old Navy heard you. They spent years listening, studying, modeling, testing, refining, and perfecting so that you and women everywhere can have amazing fashion that celebrates each of us as we are. You guys, it excites me so much to be part of the body quality campaign in Old Navy. I think it's just the beginning for, you know, this fashion revolution, this movement so that every woman, every shape and size can walk into a store find her size in the same place at the same price as every other woman. Body quality means that now in every store, you'll see new mannequins in multiple sizes. And online, you can see the styles you love and models in sizes 4, 12, and 18. Do you know how refreshing it is to go on Old Navy and just see models that look like me and you and your friend and your mom? That's body quality, a revolutionized shopping experience for women everywhere. You also know I'm obsessed with Old Navy already, and I can't stop shopping there now because all of their products are just, they're so loungy, they're so great, they're so quality, and they fit me well, they'll fit you well, they fit everyone well, and it's just all around a positive, great shopping experience. So go to oldnavy.com slash body quality for additional details. Styles subject to availability. Okay, you guys, we have Jade Roper. Yes. Tolbert. <laughs> Yay. And um, we talked about how I was thinking in my head that it's Tolbert and and it's not, but yes. here we are. It's still very cute. Jade is from season two of Bachelor in Paradise, which sounds like it's a hundred years ago, but how many years ago oh, was it actually? It was. It was forever ago. So 2015. Yes. 2015. So that's, we're in 2021. That's six years and three babies mm-hmm. later with Tanner, which is half of Jaden Tanner and uh, half of Tanner. <laughs> Whenever you gave birth, I mean, I you probably didn't see this, but when you gave birth in a closet, I didn't know what to do with myself, which I c- can't imagine what you went through. But you... I was going to say, we didn't even know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it was really crazy. I, I mean, it was definitely unexpected and there was just no... There was just nothing else that was going to happen. Tanner was trying to get me down the stairs and in the car. And I was like, the worst thing that could happen to me right now, Tanner, is having a baby in a car. So we are not going anywhere because I can feel his head. Like he was already crowning. So it just, we ha- I didn't move. I was in the closet trying to get clothes on and I just didn't ever come out except with a baby. <laughs> but can I ask you, okay, so were you trying to, because when, when women were always told to like try to stay home for, I had a baby. So it's like, oh, you know, spend the majority of time laboring at home. Was that what you were trying to do? Like you were trying to? No, not at all. So I was just at home and I had for a few days before kind of felt that the baby was coming soon. And this was like 30, I was 38 weeks. And I called my mom because she wanted to be here for the birth. And I was like, hey, I know you're trying to like drive down here. She was coming from Nebraska. And I was like, I think you need to like leave soon because I feel like I'm going to have the baby soon. So she had got there the night before. And so all that day she was with me. We were at the grocery store. We went out to lunch and everything and everything was fine. And then we actually sat down to watch. I think it was the finale of The Bachelorette. And I'm sitting on the floor and I'm just doing like butterfly exercises because it's supposed to be good for your hips when you're pregnant for labor. And I'm just sitting there and out of nowhere, I hear this pop and it sounds like a thunk. And I was like, I think my water just broke. So I go to the bathroom and I'm 
starting to like leak fluid. And I was like, well, there it is. That's definitely, we're having this baby tonight. I called my midwife and she was like, well, just, you know, it could be anywhere from like five hours to 24 hours before we probably really like need to get you anywhere. So she's like, just start timing your contractions. So I went upstairs to um, take a bath. I was like, well, it's going to be a while. I'm going to take a bath, relax. And I got in the bath and it was the most intense feeling. I, it felt like contraction after contraction after contraction. I was like, what is going on? And I had gone straight into what they call transition, which is active labor. Like the Brooks, my baby had already gone into my birth canal and he was ready to like come out. So I got out of the tub and I'm like looking for Tanner and I can't find him. So I go into the closet and he hears me scream because all of a sudden I I had the worst contraction ever. I just like blood curdled scream. He ran in and I was like, I'm having this baby right now. And so it was just really whirlwind crazy. And my mom, my mom was there. She ran up, started helping me. Tanner's mom had gotten there to take care of uh, Emerson, who thankfully was sleeping. And we called 911. The paramedics got there and in six minutes, they got there in six minutes. And two pushes later, uh, my baby came out. Like he was already just there. It was the most insane experience. Is that who you're supposed to call if this ever happened? Like, are you supposed to call 911? <laughs> well, I guess we were like trying to hope I could make it to the hospital. And oh. I, I didn't want to have the baby in the car. So we just didn't know what to do. We were all really like, well, I, Tanner was looking at me with like deers in the headlights look. My mom was looking at me like I could see she was like afraid for her own daughter. You know, she was like looking at me like kind of scared. And so I was like, "Some just call 911. I don't know. Like I'm going to have this baby here. So we got to just call 911. So the paramedics, the guy he had, the, the guy who delivered the baby, he had delivered two before in the 20 years that he had been a uh, firefighter paramedic. And one guy, he, it was like his third weekend, he was still under like probation period and <laughs> third weekend. And here he is, this lady is giving birth in her closet and he's there to help. <laughs> oh my God. That is, are you, I mean, I, I'm sure you live your life with hashtag no regrets. And I mean, there's nothing you could have done, but are you kind of like thankful for that experience? Cause it was so wild. Like, how do you look at it now? Definitely now at the time it was really, really hard for me. Cause it was like birth trauma to me. It was very, I, during the like labor, I didn't understand what was happening. I thought something was wrong. And I thought like either I was like, my life was in danger or my baby's life was in danger. So it was very like traumatic in the moment. And it took a long time for me to process it. But now I can look back and like, it's just a wild story and it's special to me. And like someday Brooks will fully understand it and how it's like a special way that he came into the world. And I can find like, like the joy in it now, you know. And you've got a picture. Like how did Tanner think to take a picture <laughs> in all of that? I think that's just the influencer. In <laughs> yeah. <him. laughs> yeah, I was trained well. Because we were going to try to get like some sort of birth video Mm. and that didn't happen because of the emergency situation. But I think after like Brooks was born and he felt a little bit safer that the paramedics were there, he just like snapped a photo. But I love that photo. It's so special to me. And I'm I'm really glad he was able to catch that moment. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. And the the crazy thing that I'm thinking is like, if you would have made it to the hospital, it would have been the quickest. Like you would have been one of those girls that like goes in, boop, has the baby. Yeah. I, I think I would have had the baby in the ER 
still. Yeah. I don't think they would have even been able to get me up to labor and delivery in time. So I'm I'm glad that it happened at home. Yeah. And then they did they did take us to the hospital afterwards just to make sure everything was fine with both of us. So and that's amazing. And then you had another baby after that. So you so the the trauma healed, right? Like you healed from that trauma and you were ready to have another baby. Well, Reed was our surprise. Oh, really? <laughs> I got pregnant with Reed when Brooks was just five months and it was my first cycle back and I got pregnant. So we were not planning Reed at all, but his actually his pregnancy and his birth actually helped me heal. Mm. So it was it was something actually very like I always call it like my redemptive birth because through that pregnancy, I was really able to work through a lot of my trauma and my triggers. And then I had him at home in a very like what felt like a controlled situation more for me. You know, I felt it felt more peaceful and some exactly like what I needed to kind of find that healing. That's amazing. I saw it was in, it was a water birth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe you got pregnant when Brooks was five months. I can't imagine yeah. it. Like I have a one-year-old right now and you had a toddler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Five <laughs> so how old was Brooks when Reed was born? 15 and a half months. Yeah. 15 months. But yeah, I, when I found out I was pregnant, I just had this feeling. I was like, mother effer. I'm like, preg- I know I'm pregnant. And I took a pregnancy test and Tanner had no idea. And it was positive. And he was sitting in the office and I came in and I slammed, I like slammed the pregnancy test, like down on the, like on the desk. And I was like crying. I was like, look at this. Look, you know, I was so upset <laughs> because I was still, I mean, I had a, I had a baby. I didn't need another baby I felt. And so, um, at first it was really hard for me, but then I, Honestly, after like I accepted it and like bonded with my pregnancy, then we were obviously very excited. And now, I mean, I can't imagine life without Reed. He's just the best. And did I, could it be that I read that like you're maybe not done? I would like another, I think, I think, but Tanner's like done. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and just gets like snipped and doesn't tell me. (laughs) Because I mean... Because it's like numbers wise, I always like, you know, I look at a family like the Kardashians and I'm like, it's so fun that there's so many and the house is full and there are so many kids and whatever. But then when you birth them and you raise them, then it's like it's like the number is really great. Like four, four kids. It's such a great number. But what is it? Right. But I mean, you have three already. That's it's it's really wild and amazing. And I just feel like every, you know, mom should be celebrated for doing this job because it's so fucking crazy and hard. Do you see a difference between your girl and your boys? Like, do you see that? Was she easier and boys wilder a little bit? Yes. She <laughs> is yours. Do you have a boy or a girl? I have a boy and I'm, I owe it. And he, and I, my nephew before that, I was like, he's so wild. And then my boy, I'm like, okay, boys are just crazier. They, I think so. So she is very wild in different ways, but, he, uh, Brooks as a two-year-old is next level. Tanner always looks at me and he's like, what's wrong with him? I'm like, like, there's obviously nothing wrong with him, but I'm like, he's just a two-year-old boy. Like she used to have like different, like emotional tantrums, but his are like ragers. Like he will like injure himself, you know, like all of a sudden it's just like, he throws his whole body on the ground and like face plants. It doesn't matter if the ground is like 
tile, oh you know, like face plant. And I'm like, oh my God, Noah's already doing that. Should I be worried he's only one? I literally posted it the other day. I'll, I'll, he'll just be like, and, and do that. Like he's throw, like he's tantruming. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. It's, oh my God. It's so different. But he also like, Brooks is like the sweetest soul ever. Like out of nowhere, he comes up and hugs me and kisses me and like, well, that's what they say that boys like, well, I make out with Noah. Like people think I'm weird. Like we full on make out and I post it. <laughs> um, but they're so loving. And so and I do hear that, you know, boys are are like mommy's little boyfriends and lovers and, and maybe totally. girls are a little different. But that is wild. Good for you. It's really so amazing watching your family. It's so beautiful. And you share so much of it on, on your Instagram. Thank you. And I saw you guys just bought a new house. We did. So this was sort of unplanned, but it just made a lot of financial sense for us with how the market was crazy and moving. We'll probably never do it again because moving with kids is so much harder than like, I don't know. When we moved last time, Emmy was, I think like a little bit over a year and it was so much easier with her. Although we had her and our two dogs and now we have three kids and two dogs. And I'm like, yeah. And so <laughs> it's been so stressful. It's like, I am never moving from this spot ever again. But uh, yeah, we're here. <laughs> oh my God. Yay. And you learn how to do it. I mean, you make it work. Like whatever it is, you you freaking make it work. You guys, we all want to look like Hailey Bieber with her, you know, jewelry stacking, her gold, cute hoops and necklaces and everything. And that's where Missouri comes in. Check them out because this fall, it's all about the details. And Missouri is here to make your wardrobe transition a smooth one. They make amazing fine jewelry for every day. You guys, I have a really cute ear cuff that's from them. It's gold. It's beautiful. I also have a ring that I have not taken off. It's super slim and cute. And I just love it. I'm not a ring girl. Like aside from my wedding band, I don't even wear one. So the fact that I'm literally wearing their ring every single day is just wild to me, but that's how much I love it and how simple it is and how low maintenance it is. I don't take it off to shower or anything because their 14K solid gold is so freaking durable. No green fingers or fine jewelry that oxidizes. So it's really amazing. You guys should check them out. They have amazing collections and that HB style that we love to go for. And if you need help, they have a stylist that can help you via live chat. So that's awesome. And you can get 10% off if you go to Missouri.com slash not skinny. Okay. You'll get 10% off automatically. You guys, that's Missouri, M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash not skinny for 10% off your first order. Like I said, Missouri, M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash not skinny for 10% off. You guys have been around. I mean, not all of you probably, but a lot of you have been around for Couchgate where I got an awful freaking couch and needed to immediately get a better couch. Like, immediately. And I was like, I need something that's going to be good, but it's going to be fast because it's going to get here fast. And also because I'm going to probably order it online. I needed to have, you know, a return policy, which my freaking mess of a couch that I got didn't have, whatever. I'm here to tell you about article. You guys, if you've been around, you know, that's where I got my couch. And the reason I got it from article was because I was looking to get something online. I was looking to get a quick delivery and I was looking to have the option to return if I don't like it, which Article has a 30-day return policy, which for furniture is super important. But I didn't need to return, obviously, because I love my couch. I got the Berard, 
which I love. But not only that, you guys, Article has so much other good stuff. Like I got a rocking chair for Noah's room that I'm obsessed with and a Bukali bench for our entryway, which I'm obsessed with. And Article is just amazing because so they have affordable prices. They ship to you. And like I said, the return policy is just amazing. And I just love their style. It's very modern. It's very appropriate for city living. It just makes it super easy to make your space look beautiful. And Article is offering my listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So go to article.com slash not skinny and the discount will be automatically applied to checkout. That's $50. That's a lot of dollars. So go to article.com slash not skinny to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more at article.com slash not skinny. So good. You guys they have everything. Oh my God. I forgot to tell you my dining table is from article too. No, I literally can't. It's like, okay, is my whole house from Article? They just have such nice things. So modern, so slick, just amazing. Check out Article and get $50 off article.com slash not skinny. I also saw on your Instagram the other day you were doing like questions and you said that you and Tanner plan out your intimate. (laughs) Yes, we do. And do you really? Yeah. Like what? On Wednesday we shall? Pretty much. So. (laughs) (laughs) So. It's just so hard with three little kids and the mom burnout, even the dad burnout, but mom burnout is so real, like feeling so touched out. And it would probably never happen if we didn't have it because I'm just like, the last thing on my mind is even though I want to feel that connection with him, it's just not there right now. And I do think a lot of it is breastfeeding hormones. Like, yes. And also breastfeeding. You're like, yeah, like literally you have milk in them, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, and, and then if they touch, you're like, wait, you're touching like the food, you know? Right. It doesn't, my body doesn't feel like a sexy sexual vessel. It feels like I'm just a a mom right now and that it's has other purposes. So we do like my mother-in-law, she lives not too far away. She takes our two, she takes Emmy and Brooks every Friday night. And so we just have read for a little bit. And then after read goes to bed, we have like sexy time. And that's like the only time we can really like get it in that feels like, um, get it in. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Right. Yeah. But it really is. So we do. Otherwise I, we do plan it because it keeps us connected. I know it's important to my husband and yeah, honest- guys always, always, it's always they're down. That's why when you were saying like, he's burnt out, I'm like, when are they ever burnt out? Like they could always be down. <laughs> that's they true. could. They don't give a shit like what you look like. If milk is pouring out, it's like they're down. Oh, yeah. The other day, Tanner was even sick. I was like, he was like, I can't do this right now. I'm sick. And I'm like, yeah, but I bet if I told you like I was ready to go hop in the bed with you, you would. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, men that are sick is a whole different <laughs> story. Am I right? Like they have the littlest thing and they're like, I'm dying. It's the worst. And like you can literally pull the card of like, I had a baby in the closet. Nobody cares that your nose is stuffy right now, Tanner. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. It's the worst. Even this morning we were out and about and he got a sliver in his thumb somehow. I don't know. And he was driving. He's like, my whole thumb is numb from the sliver. I can't drive. (laughs) I'm like, what? to do thing. Oh my God. I have done crazy uh, stories about this to see what like my followers stories have, because I mean, you know, the, the, the very known 
story is when a man will complain about, you know, the hospital chair is uncomfortable oh, while the woman go- yes. gives birth. So that happens a lot. And I've heard crazy stories of just men, but a little paper cut or something and them crying about it. It's just and the way they describe things like, let's say his chest hurts. He'll be like, I have a hole in my rib. And I'm like, what? No, you don't. <laughs> like literally to describe it. So needless to say, they could never give fucking birth. Oh, no. Ever, ever, ever. Whenever we talk about home birth and somebody asks Tanner, they're like, oh, did you like prefer that better than a hospital birth? He's like, he's like, oh my God, yes, 100%. If she ever has birth again, we're doing another home birth because you could just like go and lay in your own bed. And it's like, he's like, you don't have to sit on that cot thing or the chair they give you. I'm like, that's your reason. Like, oh, like (laughs) the whole reason is because you want to go lay in your own bed afterwards. Okay. Like you're like, we're doing it at the hospital just because of that <laughs> comment. Thank you very much. Anyway, most people know you. I mean, no, you weren't Chris Soul season. Chris Souls is, yep. But your big like wowza season was Bachelor in Paradise, like we said, uh, season two. Were there any success stories on season one that made you think that it could happen? There was Lacey and Marcus. Lacey was on one? Yeah, Lacey and Marcus were season one and they had the like fake wedding. Remember they had, they got married on the premiere of our season, but it wasn't actually legal. Oh my God. Yeah. So they were like the success story. But honestly, when producers, they asked me, they're like, oh, so you're going to go on Paradise, right? I really didn't want to because there was like at that time within the cast, it was like circulating that the show was kind of sleazy and there, and everyone was like being no, like, too, not at all. They were being too good for it. Like they were like, no, we're just like, I don't want it to like affect my, I don't know, like reputation or something. And so I was like, I don't know if I want to go on it. And my mom was the one that kind of convinced me. She was like, just go have fun with Carly, go to the beach, have fun, see what happens. And so I didn't really like have anybody on my mind. I really didn't think anybody was cute. Caitlin's season hadn't aired yet. It was airing while we had just gone down to film. So I didn't really know any of the guys from her season. So Tanner was a total surprise for me. But the minute I saw him, I was like, it was like instant connection. I instant chemistry. I was like, there's something about that guy I really want to get to know. So it was, it was really surprising, actually. It's so wild because there's something about you that doesn't scream bathroom paradise. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay. We know, we all know what that means. Um, there's, yeah, but it's still so amazing that you're like, cause I remember when Carly came back and I know how close you guys are, but she like, it was literally like it worked for Jane Tanner, it worked for Jane Tanner. Like, so, Oh, Ashley was saying that Ashley, I remember was saying that so often how it worked for you and it worked for you and it worked for you. So that's really amazing. Is that, does that feel like the pressure's on sometimes like Jane Tanner, this like staple, couple of like holy grail of bachelor nation yeah i actually like that now there are more couples from the franchise at least from bachelor in paradise because it does kind of take that pressure off of us because it does feel it was kind of like the way that they angled us we were kind of boring on the show but we were like the perfect like it just like arced perfectly and then there ended up with an engagement and then a wedding and now babies and it's it's like sometimes I just want to be a real person and like show like sometimes marriage is a little messy and mm-hmm. you know like we're people we're imperfect people we're we're humans with flaws and it's it feels like a lot of pressure sometimes so I like that's why I kind of like to talk about things like we have to schedule sex like we're not just like this couple that has like the perfect everything and the perfect sex life like we're normal people with like 
real lives and real like things like our children are constantly crawling all over us, you know? Yeah. So it definitely is a lot of pressure, but I, I do like, I think that's why I like to talk about like the real side of things that helps, helps me not feel so much of that. And you also have a podcast with, with Carly Mm -hmm. mommies tell all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you guys should check that out. Um, and also I want to talk to you about bachelor in paradise this season. I know that you went on your Instagram and you were saying some things that like were giving me anxiety, like how hot it is. Like for, you could tell how hot it is. Like they're sweating and it's gross. And I, ooh. but you were saying like they don't you don't have AC in your bunks. No, you don't. So <gasps> <laughs> it is. Ter- do it? It's terrible. It's terrible. So it is like 90 to 100 degrees every day without even like considering the heat index and the humidity is terrible. You are constantly sweating and then add in like sand and it's like the sun and it's it's really not great. I I didn't poop for 10 days because of everything. Because of what the food you think? I think it was, well, I think it was the food, the dehydration, the sun exposure, just like just the conditions. And, um, at night it's still 90 degrees out. So you're sleeping just like sweaty, gross. They don't change your sheets. There's sand in your bed because you're just constantly in sand. Um, it's just, it's pretty miserable. They don't show how like awful the living conditions really are. I mean, I think when you're older, like, you know, and more uptight, like me, for instance, like I'll notice it, right? Like they'll flash out like over to like someone waking up and I'm like, Oh my God, it's so small. It's so crampy. Like I could never. So it's easy to not notice them just be like, Oh, they're on the beach. Blah, blah, blah. But like, but, but you can see it if you're looking for it. And, and fucking Kelsey was almost fainted. Like people almost faint all the time. Like, I feel like I'd almost faint. You're like yeah. standing for hours. There's no way. So, and you were also saying that the only place they put AC is in the confessional room. Mm-hmm. So somebody said now that the boom, boom room has AC. So that like encourages people to go into the boom, boom room. So that wasn't in our season, but that must've been something they implemented. <laughs> um, but yes, the only rooms that have air conditioning that feel amazing, like, like they feel like heaven is the interview rooms. So a producer will be like, Hey, you want to come like cool off for an hour and come talk to me? And you're like, yes, please take me. (laughs) But what would be the reason for no AC in your, in your rooms? It is an eco resort. And I did have some people message me like, Oh, I've stayed there before. Like there's only a couple rooms that do offer air conditioning and the rest don't, but they still didn't give us like very good functioning fans. They, you have like these tiny little fans at the end of your bed that do nothing. And only like half of them have it. But I think it's because they want you out of the room. They want you out in the social circles and talking. Um, they just want you laying in your bed all day. Um, so they want you to like make good TV. And so they're sort of like forcing you out of the room and because it's just uncomfortable. But aren't guys really gross when they're like sweaty? Like, I don't know. I feel like you meet somebody on a first date. Don't you want to meet them like smelling good and like with cologne and like not with pit stains and grease. I I don't know. It'd be so hard for me. I feel like I'd literally have to say no. Like, thank you. No AC. Like, is a deal breaker. 
it's it yeah it's not attractive at all i don't know how people actually really do like find each other attractive on this well you're show. drinking all day probably and that helps right yeah and you stay in the pool a ton like you spend mm, so true. much of your time in the pool true 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 but i don't see people in the ocean that much for some reason or do they just not show it they definitely don't show it and when we were on our season there was a like a tropical storm at one point and the, the waters there are really rough so um, I know Ashley Iconetti got pulled in by the undertow at one point. I remember Tanner and I think it was like Dan Cox, who was on my season. At one point, they said they were just out in the water talking and they didn't realize that they had been like pulled out by the tide too far. And they were not in danger, but they they still had to have the lifeguards go out and get them because they, they didn't even realize they were being pulled out by the tide. So they kind of do it as a safety thing now. I'm not sure they let anybody go in. Okay, you guys, most of you heard me talk about this before. Pros, personalized hair care. That's my shindig. The way we take care of our skin and our body and, you know, all those things. We need to take care of our hair. You know what I mean? We need good, good hair product. When I started using pros, I noticed that I could go more days without washing it, that it's smoother and that it's just amazing. And I love that it's personalized. It says my freaking name on it. And I know that it's catered to me because I took a freaking hair consultation. It's an in-depth hair quiz. It asks you questions like, you know, obviously your hair type, your habits, what you're looking to achieve with your hair care products, and even your zip code to really, really uh, blend a unique blend just for you to treat your exact concerns. What's important is they have a review and refine feature, which lets you tweak any of your formulas for any reason, which I haven't had to do. But if you're not 100% positive, Pros is not the best hair care you've had. They'll literally take the products back. No questions asked. I literally got my mom on Pros and she freaking loves it. Pros is the healthy hair care regimen with your name all over it. Literally. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash not skinny. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash not skinny for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. By the way, I love their pre-shampoo hair mask. I actually use it as a kind of a leave-in conditioner, even though they also have a leave-in conditioner. But I think my leave-in conditioner ended one. So I used the pre-shampoo hair mask and I would leave a little bit on, not wash it all out. And it would just make my hair really soft and smooth. So check out pros, you guys, pros.com slash not skinny, get 15% off. Okay. I want to get your thoughts on this season. Couples that we have so far, mostly what's on my mind from the last episode are Noah and Abigail, just because from their conversation, I didn't know like, well, I'm not, I'm still not so sure about gaslighting and what it means. I feel like I always need to refresh my memory, but I'm kind of like, who's like, is she gaslighting him? Is he gaslighting her? Like, it was such a confusing conversation. I'm like, what's happening? What did you think about that? I haven't seen this last episode. I oh. need to watch now. I'm sorry. Oh. I should no, no, don't worry. My... It's they, they are kind of like the way you were descri- describing you and Tanner. They kind of seem like a comfortable couple right. they, that, that are just like lounging all day, drinking mimosas together. And then all of a sudden, Abigail is just like, it feels like we're kind of, you know, not as hot and heavy as other couples. And then Noah is like, well, now that you say that, I'm like offended by it and kind of like blows up the whole thing, even though she just wanted to talk about like what's happening. And I don't know, because I liked him and I like her and I'm just trying to figure out like what's going to happen because because they kind of are talking, they feel kind of friend zoned. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, no, I have to know. I have to catch up. I feel like you have to catch up. 
from what you're saying, it sounds like she was just wanting to maybe like establish their relationship and see, you know, like see what they were, if they were an actual item. And then he just got offended or yeah. something like she maybe went around like the passive aggressive way around it and was like, well, I just don't feel like we're as strong as other couples, like wanting validation. And then instead he just got offended. And then- well, that's what seems to be like kind of happening all this season. It's like someone will wa- say something for validation. The other person will be like, oh, that means we're going to be with other people. OK, bye. And then like <laughs> off they go like Kenny and Mari. And then he goes off with Demi. What did you think about that? What do you think about Demi in general on this season? She come, she came to like kind of stir shit up. Seems like. It's very confusing. I feel I don't know because she she I did. I definitely feel like she's just there to kind of be like her sassy self and mix the pot or stir the pot for sure. But I'm not, there's definitely like a disconnect from her and like the newer seasons, which I definitely can relate to. Like I being like an older cast member, I can't relate to like this generation and at all. (laughs) It's definitely Gen Z to me. And I'm so, it's such a millennial. So it's such a different dating pool. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's, even though she's young, but there's definitely like some kind of like disconnect there. Do you feel like it's changed from your time also because everyone is so aware, more aware of what can happen after? So everyone oh, yeah. goes in with like agendas and, you know. Yes. Uh, when we went on our season, we were not even allowed to talk to each other. So this like nowadays people have like pre-planned couples and if you remember on our season, a pre-planned couple got totally blasted. It was Joe and Samantha and Samantha became this massive villain because of it. And now it's like, people do that all the time. Like they have these, they've all know each other. They all go to these events. They all already have like hooked up with each other. And that was never even allowed. Like if you had done that and producers found out you would have been blacklisted from going on the show. So it's so different now. And, And these people do know like, Oh, if we're a couple and we make it to the end, we're going to blow up and there's all these opportunities. I do think that is something that people consider nowadays. Not saying there's no genuine connections, but. Yeah, that's the hard thing about Bachelor Nation now is like that disconnect of like, yes, this process can work. We've seen it. It happens. It still does. And it has. But that doesn't negate the fact that a lot of people, most people at this point go on for the wrong reasons. And if they find love, then they find love. What's so wild to me about this season is Joe. It's like, I can't get over Joe. First of all, I think we all need to refresh our memories. Joe went home night one on Becca K's season, you guys. So literally like dream big because you don't know what the fuck can happen. What, when would anybody ever think that going home on night one would get you as far as Joe? Like he got up dancing with the stars. He has a bachelor nation podcast. He, you know, he's is is America's sweetheart right now. I I have even heard um his name in the running for the next bachelor. So it's like it's like, yeah, dream big. <laughs> dream big cuz like anything can happen. Well, that means that him and Serena don't work out. I don't know. I don't know. That's just something that I've heard circulating, so I don't know. But um I do think that they're cute together. But I I think Joe is so endearing. I I would like if he was lying and was straight up telling me a lie, I would always just believe it because he's just so sweet. And he is. I'm like, lie to me. I don't care because it just seems so genuine. I know he seems so genuine. And especially when you're putting him in contrast to a lot of the other people, then he's like even more. He's like a god. 
So that's mm-hmm. why everyone is falling at his feet. And um, when he's just like and a I hope- puppy dog, you know, legit. Yeah, legit. And he deserves the best. But yet, I mean, the age difference doesn't bother me. It's more so that him and Kendall legit broke up just because of distance. So I feel like the first question for Serena, which I didn't see that they had, was like, would you move to Chicago? Because that's a fucking deal breaker. Yes or no. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because he literally opened up to her and said, Kendall and I broke up just because of distance. She lives in California. I live in Chicago. Neither of us were willing to move. So I was like, wait, Serena's Canadian. She legit lives in Canada. That's so, even harder. Yeah. No, it's not actually. Oh, it isn't. No, we're both okay. bad at geography, but I just checked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, like for her to move, would that be harder for her to move? Oh, because of like citizenship stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. That's the thing. That's why I was like, wait, I feel like this should be a topic of conversation. But anyway, I know you have to get to another thing and you're super busy, but Tell us what's up with you now. What have you got going on? What can people look forward to? I do have my podcast. So people can check us out at Mommy's Tell All. It's a fun podcast. I have a Carly all about being mommies. But I do have a really cool sponsorship that I wanted to talk about that I'm doing right now that it kind of applies to being a mom, I feel. So I have been working with Luminous and getting what's called smooth glow treatments. And it has been such a game changer for me. I am like somebody who's always been sort of like intimidated by skincare and getting anything too invasive done and is completely non-invasive. And I have felt like such a huge change in my face. It's my skin is tighter. I look like, I feel like my skin looks more youthful. I don't even feel like I have to wear makeup half the time because my, my complexion looks so like flawless. And it, one of the reasons why I really wanted to do it is because I feel like I look tired all the time. (laughs) I don't get any sleep still. Uh, Reed still wakes up like twice a night. And I'm just like a mom zombie. I'm a a mombie. Mombie. But but it has made me feel like when I wake up in the morning, I look less tired because my skin looks great. And so it's just like a little pick me up for myself. But um, I really like was really excited when they reached out for the partnership because I was like, this is perfect for me. And it's been such a great, amazing thing. Even Tanner was like, you look like you have a baby face now. And I was like, well, your skin looks amazing. What is it called? Luminous. So it's called smooth glow and it's by, it's by the luminous. And so they, they make the machines that does the treatment and there's certified providers out there for everywhere in the U.S. So if anyone's interested, they could find a certified provider. But what is it like a laser? So it's it's two sequential treatments. So you do a IPL, a laser, like a light, a laser. Afterwards, you do what's called a micro a micro needling with radio frequency. That's what it is. Mm. And so it's smaller needles. You don't have to do the numbing cream, and it it's like barely like you barely feel anything. And if you have any kind of pain, usually like for me, it lasts like 15 to 20 minutes with a little bit of throbbing. And then that, that's it. And I'm out the door and I can go about my day, but it's really cool. And I was like, okay, this will be nice. I'll like see some results. And I am blown away. It's like, <laughs> I am really like amazed at how much better my skin looks. And I didn't even know that my skin really needed that much improvement, but it's, 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 it's been amazing. And how often do you have to do it? So they recommend three to four treatments and I've done three out of the four. So I still have my last one. And then they say um, it helps stimulate your own collagen production again. So I'll even see like even better results, 60 to 90 days past my last treatment. So it's amazing. Well, thank you. We're always looking for new, new ways to, you know, 
Yeah. It's, and it just, it's just coming out. It's like a brand new like technology. It's, it's kind of like ahead of its time. And it's really, I'm, I'm really, really impressed. So I'm, I just wanted to throw a shout out to my sponsorship. So. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. We'll check it out and, you know, do just another thing in our lives. Like that, you know, we don't think we need, but then we do. Um, (laughs) Jay, thank you so much for coming on. I know you have to go but it's been so fun. Everybody go check out Jade on Instagram, her podcast, Mommy's Tell All and everywhere else. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.